Hello, I'm your host, Zachary Landalt, and welcome to the In Another World bonus series for the month of October, A Trip to Haddonfield, where I'll go on a retrospective journey through the Halloween film franchise with the help of lovely guest co-host Devin Ray, who is one of the co-hosts of the YouTube show Good Luck with Sam and Dev. Every episode, we'll talk about a different film in the franchise, and we will talk about all the details, including our favorite scenes, favorite scares, favorite versions of the Michael Myers mask, and which films in the franchise we believe are the scariest and the goriest. So without wasting any more time, let's stop the chitter-chatter and get to the bloody fun. to episode 6 of A Trip to Haddonfield. Today we'll be discussing Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, and I'm once again joined by Devin Ray. Hi everybody. How are you doing, Devin? I'm doing great. How are you doing after this movie? Oh, oh my god. (laughs) What a disaster. What a Uh, 90s aesthetic, fresh hell, the worst parts of 90s cinema, all together in a shit sandwich. Mm, some backstory on this shit sandwich. <laughs> Set six years after the events of Halloween 5, the plot follows Michael Myers as he stalks the Strode family, cousins of Laurie Strode, in order to kill his last surviving relatives while Dr. Sam Loomis pursues him once more. The film reveals the source of Michael's immortality and his drive to kill. After the box office and critical disappointment of Halloween 5, producer Mustafa Akkad decided to put plans for future sequels on hold to reevaluate the direction of the franchise. In 1990, screenwriter and longtime Halloween fan Daniel Farrens set out to write the sixth entry in the Halloween series. Farrens has said his initial intent for the film was to bridge the later films, 4 and 5, into the series of the earlier films while at the same time taking the story into new territories that the series could can expand for future installments. This in part meant expanding on the presence of the quote man in black as well as the appearance of the thorn symbol both of which appear without explanation at the end of Halloween 5. Mm-hmm. In beginning the script Farron's contacted the writers of Halloween 4 and 5 for additional information but they were unable to provide clear answers leaving him to quote pick up the pieces. <laughs> Oh my god. And wow. this is what we got. <laughs> wow. So like it's it's such a I <sighs> This is one of the ones I have not gone back to much. Um I remember seeing it when I was in high school and I just remember not liking it, but I couldn't remember why I didn't like it and now I remember. <laughs> I've watched it too many times. Oh my. <laughs> it's not like an a yearly uh ritual for me but i find myself yeah. having seen six more often than probably i don't know definitely more than two and three four and five are lumped together in my brain forever so yes, it's, it's hard to say movie. but uh, probably on par with that because of like all the halloween marathons that happen in october yeah. well i feel like this one's always the one that's on amc for some reason too whenever i would go past the amc channel I'm like oh if they're playing the curse of michael myers again good lord um 
it was in looking at the backstory on this i finally had some questions answered that i've always wondered because one of the biggest ones i've always had is why isn't daniel harris playing jamie lloyd at the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. and i finally had it answered for me so apparently daniel harris who was 17 at the time contacted producer paul freeman about reprising her role as jamie lloyd and went so far as completing paperwork to become legally emancipated in order to shoot the film she was officially cast in the role but Dimension Films could not come to an agreement over her salary. According to Harris, the head of the casting department refused to negotiate her salary, saying that she was, quote, a scale character who dies in the first 20 minutes. This ultimately led to her dropping out of the project. Uh- yeah, apparently they were offering her, like, a thousand scale, like, we'll pay you a thousand dollars. She was like, I was the lead of the last two movies. <laughs> What's going on here? And so I think they ultimately screwed over their audience because it's, it's just weird. It's so weird. Well, I mean, granted, uh, Jamie is is not really in the film. And I, I think if I had gone through all of the processes to like be legally emancipated and try to get in yeah. this movie and that's the movie I like ended up oh, in, I would be mad. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck, really? <laughs> really? I did all of this for for this for this 10 minute walkabout in the rain in a hospital gown. Yeah, it's weird. I. It seems like this series, they build up a character to make us think they're going to be the new lead of the film, like it's going to be the new Laurie Strode, the new focus, and then they just die very quickly in the next one. This is what happened with Rachel with the last film. That's very true. Yeah, what the what's the deal? Do they not understand that you know we can't? Michael Myers can't talk to us. We need someone to talk to. <laughs> we need somebody to follow. I guess once they lost a. Uh... Jamie Lee Curtis. They were like, "Well, we don't, we don't know what to do. We should follow a young woman. Oh wait, kill her, kill that young woman." It's like Jamie Lloyd became old enough to be killed. So like, well, now we'll kill her too. Yeah, we can't kill her when she's a kid, but uh, we can make her have a baby and then kill her. That's what it felt like to me. Like, well, we could never kill her as a child, but now she's acceptably old enough to have a baby. <laughs> and they don't explain the baby. She just has a baby. And they're all the guys in the black robes and stuff. And it just it was a lot to be thrown into, especially thinking for context. There had not been a sequel for six years. And suddenly this is what you come back out of the gate with. <laughs> right. And, that you know, if you wanted to have like this uh, cult type uh, Rosemary's Baby kind of scenario, oh, baby. you could have had them all dressed up as Michael Myers. Be like the cult of Michael Myers or whatever. <laughs> and like lean into that. Be like, and that's this- weirder this weird figure that comes back every Halloween. Um, and then we're all going to follow him like, Oh, these like sociopaths or whatever. He's seemingly invincible. So we want that yeah. too. That kind of thing. If you really, it just be weird. That's my problem. Yeah. It's like, it's trying so hard to not be weird. Oh yeah. I'm so serious, but it's not serious. That last oh. set is a Joel Schumacher Batman set. Oh my fucking. Well, um, <laughs> uh so more it was shot in salt lake city in the winter of 90 uh, of 94 it underwent a series of reshoots after it performed poorly with test audiences <laughs> and i have heard that the audio or the ending is one of the things that was added later like apparently this had a very different plot when they started and it just went off the rails um well it would seem like uh you know they've set up this whole scenario with Paul Rudd being Tommy Doyle, uh-huh. 
Oh yeah, don't forget about Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's Film first movie. Debut of Paul Rudd, yeah. Paul Stephen Rudd. Um, yeah, they're like introducing Paul Stephen Rudd. You're like, God, no. Like <laughs> You could really tell it was the first movie. Oh no, yeah. God love him. God love him. Oh yeah. I also heard on one of his breaks from filming, he auditioned for Clueless and booked it while he was making this. Well, that makes a lot more sense. You right. can see in in Halloween six, the curse of Michael Myers. That you could see his little Paul Rudd mannerisms pop oh, yeah. up, like, and rise to the surface. Where I'm like, just let him do that. Like, there's that bit oh, when he's walking into the, uh, I think it's he's walking into the sanitarium and he's like, maximum security. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a glass yeah. door that's unlocked. And you're like, more of this. <laughs> I want more of this. Also, ooh, one thing I did completely forget about was the awful fucking dad of the the lori of uh, the strode cousins the strode cousins he was i was like he must die very viciously because he he's he's the worst warped. well okay so the whole strode offset family Ugh. is is bad you've got ragamuffins like, all uh, of them um liam sullivan's uh you know uh kelly is the shoes oh my god has the mom yeah. character i was yeah. like that is the mom character from shoes and fans oh, and whatever that's that's the mom the mom yeah. happens to look like the same age as her daughter who has a child i was so confused how old she was supposed to be well okay we need to talk about the fact that haddonfield illinois has everything in their town they've got a college they've got a junior college they've got a high school a hospital and a sanitarium i know there's smith's grove which is just down the street but like that i I was like okay they've got a hospital they've got like five police departments but it's supposedly this tiny little town i don't think so i hate it when they do stuff like suddenly there's haddonfield university i'm like make them go to a college that's a town over like what are you doing like stop this stop this Stop this is not a university town. <laughs> no one lives here. <laughs> this is like my hometown where maybe there's a community college. Like, you know, I could get out of town with this nonsense. Yeah. Guys. And then the poor mom gets killed very quickly and oh, very viciously. That's the most unfortunate. I was like, she didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. Well, when she found out that the the husband knew that they were living in the Myers house, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, she's going to get killed. So she can't tell nobody. I know how movies work. So here's my question. Mm. So this this Haddonfield supposedly <laughs> cancels Halloween, right? Finally, they're like, we should just stop doing we'll it. Just stop. <laughs> Let's stop the madness. But then immediately do not stop. People are still decorating. People are still going yeah. out. And like the the children are like it's halloween we're gonna have a party we're taking it back we're taking back the night it's like it's been like five years do not take back the night party (laughs) except not what you usually think of for take back the night no um (laughs) yeah i was confused i'm like so wait like it would have it would have made more compelling sense if it was like you're not allowed to have any halloween decorations so that everything just looked very cold and you know that way that might actually have some visual heft to it but instead you just see halloween decorations everywhere so when they say we should have halloween again i go well it sounds like you can have halloween you just can't go trick-or-treating i guess but you can still go places right like decorate your house like what are you what are we talking about here funny story with 
Halloween 6, I actually did the sound editing uh, when I was learning how to color within the lines and uh, how to take bathroom breaks properly in kindergarten. It's, uh, it's, I know it's remarkable um, that I did something at uh, four, four years old, but um, you can tell, you can hear it. You can hear the sound editing. It, it's one of my crowning achievements. <laughs> Wow, it's really impressive. <laughs> it's Did you just throw so all the hard bad. rock in? Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. What Guitar riffs. The music. the music was insane. Flashing strobe lights. That's why I say it's like oh. the worst of nineties movies, because it's like a bunch of quick cuts and flashing and like guitar <laughs> riffs and uh like the sound oh I can't get over the like sound. Not to like not to skip ahead. But the the level of quality that goes from this to the next film to then the one after that, it's just like what? Who is guarding this ship? Right. Like who who is captaining this thing? Apparently Mustafa Akkad, who I just think he R.I.P. But my God, some of the decisions made by that man. Um, I mean, after the film's home media release, the original work print of the film, which featured 45 minutes of alternative footage and a different ending, was discovered. The version has been dubbed the producer's cut, and after a fan petition, was finally officially released on Blu-ray in 2014. So I am interested to see this producer's cut. Have you seen that? No, I have not. I wonder if it's any better. I don't... Probably not much. No. Ugh. Um, oh, I did read, uh... While the character of Jamie Lloyd dies early in the film, the initial ver versions of the script had her character surviving until the final act, at which point she was ultimately killed by Michael. Other parts of Farron's working script that had to be trimmed down included an extension of the Course of Thorns subplot, which showed the entire town of Haddonfield being in collusion with the cult. Oh. Uh, an idea that producer Akkad wanted to see used for the series uh, sequel. However, that idea was scraped in favor of Halloween H2O. According to Farron's, there were about 10 different drafts of his script between oh, June 1994 and October 1994, and much of the finale that appears in the theatrical version, including the events at the hospital, as well as the references to the cult using Meyer's power as a means of scientific investigation, were not written by him, what? and had been written and shot in post-production under the supervision of Dimension Films. So this thing was off the rails. <laughs> it is off the rails. It's also... I, and I might be wrong, but I think it's the only Halloween movie to be produced by Harvey Weinstein. So, I think the next one was too, but this one had shenanigans with Weinstein also. Right. Yeah. So they were the first they, one then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So to ask the questions, I guess we ask every time: Is there a favorite scare in this movie? Uh, yes, and it's it's one of my favorite parts of this movie. And if I could Ooh. cut it out to be by itself i would it's when after michael kills the radio announcer guy um mm -hmm. who's just he's the worst but i love him for some reason he's like what the fuck is this fucking little town why did you make me come here um yeah. and it's that little girl in her princess costume under the tree and she's like it's raining red it's raining red and nobody's paying attention to her and then the body falls out of the tree yeah and she's just dancing in this blood dripping down off the tree that's the best part of this movie that's pretty good. You didn't like when Jamie was just driving her truck with her baby? No, God, no, it's scared. Well, because the baby, okay, I, I watched this with my husband, and yeah. um, <laughs> she trips going out of the hospital, lands like face first <gasps> oh on the baby. God, yes. And then they stop putting baby cries as a sound <laughs> effect. And he was like, that baby's dead. That baby died. Like, <laughs> 
that baby that baby is gone and so thinking wow she fell full force forward onto that baby (laughs) and i I couldn't shake it like no don't shake it (laughs) (laughs) oh man did you have i know who my favorite kill was my favorite kill was the fucking dad like i was like god you are just actually horrible like you're actually an abusive husband (laughs) like please kill him yeah mine my my favorite kill it's got to be. I didn't like that she died. Uh, I call her Barbara Strode. Her name was Deborah Strode, the mom, um, because it's such a long, drawn out thing, and it is the most yeah. horror movie trope of that. Like, why did you trip? Get up! Get up! Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> and it's got that classic blood splatter on something com- like completely unrelated—a sheet that you're like, "Ooh, yeah. I bet that hurt." So you don't really see it happen. Well, um, I think. They did something that had not happened in the series for a while, which is we actually had a little bit of emotional connection with her. So you don't want her to die. Right. You're like, no, 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 mom, get up. Like, she did everything right. Uh, She, she, you know, somebody, somebody was like, hey, you know what house that is? And she's like, excuse? Husband? This house? Sir? He's like, oh, would you please? Like, he was just. And she's like, I got to get out of here. Oh, wait, he's already in the house. Like, <laughs> do you have a favorite character? Uh, I guess you said the DJ. Yeah, I okay. I love the DJ. I I think he's the worst. I think he's a disgusting <laughs> creature, and the things yeah. he says are disgusting. Um, so I do. I love that character though because it's just so. It's so very nineties. It's so very like I'm so over this, and I what what the fuck are we even doing here? Get me out of here. Um, yeah. But he is repugnant. So if I had to pick somebody else, it's it's gonna be Paul Rudd as Tommy Doyle because they give him so Come much on. screen time, um, <laughs> yeah. and it made me go, "What happened?" Like I know trauma can affect you in all different mm-hmm. kinds of ways, but Tommy Doyle is a weird fucking dude. <laughs> He's fucking weird. I can't tell if he needs to be institutionalized or get laid. Like I couldn't tell what was going on with him. Like. The other, he's, he started acting a little more normal for a little while in like towards the end of the film to the point where I was like, oh, right, weren't you crazy in the first part of the movie? Um, and then he just drives off in the truck at the end yep. with what's your madoodle? And I guess he drives off to become Paul, Paul Rudd. I don't know. Um, <laughs> off into the sunset <laughs> to make millions and millions of dollars. An ant man. Uh, so how scary would you say this is in comparison to the oh, rest of the franchise? It's not this. It's not scary. It's, I would uh, say. It, it gave me more jumps than maybe five. I'll give it that. Right. Like I jumped more, but not because it was scary. I definitely felt more things. I'll say that. <laughs> I felt more things for the people that were getting murdered than, than both yeah. four and five, with the exception of, of course, Jamie being a child. But like. And I hate watching children in peril. So I was like, this is not enjoyable to watch her screaming. Right. A child. I was yeah, like, I can watch an adult scream. That's a little more normal. Yeah. I would say uh, scary. I guess it's no, it's not. I mean, no, it's not scary. Let's be real. Um, but at least had some some scary setups where I couldn't immediately tell where he was going to come from. That at least I was at least more on the edge of my seat slightly than the past two where I've been slouched back in my seat with my head and my hands wondering <laughs> why I'm watching them. So at least was a little more exciting, but still garbage. Total still 90s. Garbage. like lit and shot like a rock music video it's just it's it's really something it's batman forever <laughs> it's batman. i really wishes it was batman forever 
uh how gory would you say this is i'd say pretty gory it's pretty I, gory there's some there were some deaths in this where i was like fuck oh like when he put uh jamie on the fucking um farm equipment oh thing. yeah oh like Wait. that was i went yeah, i was watching this by myself and i just out loud to myself but yikes yeah it's, it's a lot <laughs> it's like they they knew about the uh kind of weird mistake with the pitchfork in five where it didn't yeah. come out of that dude's chest and they were like uh, oh no you want it to come out it's gonna come out and then he's gonna push her further on it you want a pitchfork <laughs> we'll give you a pitchfork mama here you go and michael what a vicious son of a bitch but like you know she reaches out her arms when he puts her on thing like oh let, let me at least hold you for a second and he pushes her further down onto it I'm like well you're a dick you're, you're a, dick. a dick michael michael's such a dick it's a dick move <laughs> um any last thoughts on the curse of michael myers like um, uh well it it's it's the last time that we see our beloved Dr. Stalker, oh, Dr. Sam Loomis. Dr. Loomis. He was, he was just kind of here like, hello, I'm in this movie too. <laughs> like, I'm I'm also here. Uh, hit, yeah. Hit oh, yeah. The film was dedicated to his memory. How sweet. It's so such a nice tribute. Uh, it's, it's sad that this is the last thing he had to be in in terms of this franchise. It just, it just it was really weird. Like it's because there was such a weird gap in time between the last one and this one that it 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 felt not quite of its time. I keep thinking like I guess is mid nineties, but it looks so old. It's like, it looks really. Bad. It does look old. It's it's and like the, what you think of in a, like a mid eighties kind of yeah like all the hard rock that like when you know it's like what's going on? Did they ever even use the Halloween theme once in this movie? They had to. I swear, I just never heard it. Like I, it was the I'll put it that way. I at least at the end of the movie went, man, I don't remember <laughs> that theme. I don't think they I, used it much. I do remember when watching it. I think yeah. there was some shot. I do not remember what scene it was, but there was some shot. I was like, you could have used the Halloween theme there and it would have been really cool. Also, my God, like, could it's like they could never just get the original Myers house ever again. Like every time I'm like, this is not the fucking Myers house. Like this, like, I, like it makes me actually confused as an audience member. Cause I'm like, wait, where, what is this? And like we're living in the Myers house. I'm like, Oh, well, cause that's not the Myers house. So I didn't know what you were worried about. <laughs> You're so a liar. Just, uh, like, like were the owners of that house just like never again? You will never fucking come back to this house again. Uh, actually, it's funny because there's a house that apparently looks just like the Myers house in North Carolina somewhere. <gasps> I can't remember what town it's in, but we um, go. yeah, they oh, right. <laughs> Bonus content. Uh, I think it's near like where I used to live. It's like in the sticks. Like you could just get murdered out there by a non michael myers person that sounds murdered. correct um yeah but a friend of uh, an ex ex friend of mine ex oh of mine who in case they listen to this <laughs> spicy um they filmed a like fan film of halloween and they filmed it at that house because it looks just like the myers house so let me tell you what know. halloween series does not need a mm. fan film it, there's no. there's no way to expand upon it's Ugh. been expanded too much it's too, too much. much and i have to say about the curse of michael myers yeah the whole the whole curse so two things first of all a small thing all of the shining references in the world Jeez. cannot save this movie 
No. Um, I don't know why or they like deviated you said the from Rosemary's Psycho. baby of it all. Oh yeah, I was like, why like are you? You find out that old lady was like in on it, and you're like, oh, that's very Rosemary's baby. Yeah, why are you throwing in Shining references when you should be throwing in Rosemary's baby references? You don't need yeah. Room Two Thirty Seven and Danny, uh, <laughs> naming your Danny Strode. You don't need that. Um, <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'm. I was. Okay, because uh, I love The Shining, so any kind of like shining, shining oh, reference shining. pops off in my head like a light bulb, and yeah. I'm like, I know what you did. I get it. I know what you did there. Oh, it's like an H2O gets very psycho-ish, and I'm like, I see what's going on here. Well, I mean, the Halloween franchise has always been psycho-ish, which is, I was like, why are you deviating yeah. to The Shining well, now? It was literally based on, it was inspired by the success of Psycho. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so why why Shining? Why, why shining? The Shining? Because uh, it's successful and people go like, ooh. Um, I suppose. I just, and I do not understand what this cult's want was. Well, they like, don't know. They, they, they need a business plan. They they need a better business model. Because well, I'm confused. I was like, okay, so you took the baby. Okay, you're setting up this exposition. You took the baby. You drew a thorn on his chest. You're going <laughs> to stab him? He doesn't get stabbed. Okay, take the baby. Okay, you want him back, and you put him in this operating theater. But what is what? What are you oh, using this yeah. baby for? It, are you yeah. helping Michael? Because I know I think the curse is he needs to kill all of his family members to be completely invulnerable. Maybe they were setting up the baby to have him like, here, here's the baby. Once you kill this baby, you're done. Right, but then why would they? Set- I, don't, I don't know, Devin. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I do love that the the man in black psychiatrist dude is like, take off those silly robes. It's not Halloween anymore. And I'm like, I love how after all this build up, it's just got like, hi, I'm the man in black. Like, this is the guy we've been like, come on. Come on. What are you doing, movie? Well, the thing is, the movie, when I found out that there were so many different versions of the script, I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised because this plot doesn't make any fucking sense. No, we're watching no like sense. eight different movies squished together. Ugh. It was weird because it felt like an old aesthetic of horror film that I remember where it just felt like a cheap made for TV movie that was somehow a theatrical release. That's just what this felt like. It felt like it was like whatever the like lifetime or the horror equivalent of a lifetime movie would be mm-hmm. like that would be this yes <laughs> like just the greatest hits of horror like we got a little shining for you little rosemary's baby for you we got a little uh little little bit of halloween we got a little bit of halloween but then we all like yeah, it was just all over the place so I, never again I never, never again this. never gonna well thank you so much for <laughs> joining me for the curse of michael Myers seven thank you for having me of course bye bye thank you so much again to my guest co-host devin ray for going on this epic journey with me especially when we cover movies like halloween the curse of michael myers if you've been enjoying devin's lovely witty personality you can find her on instagram at devin ray or go check out her youtube show which also features frequent guests of the podcast samantha lebrock which their show is called good luck with sam and dev and you can also find them on instagram at good luck with sam and dev want to give another shout out to white bat audio for the lovely intro and exit music for all the episodes 
And if you want to support the pod, you can find me at In Another World Pod on Instagram or on Twitter at IAW Podcast. So thank you for listening to another episode of A Trip to Haddonfield, and I hope you all have a spooky rest of your day, and I'll see you here for the next one. Bye.